This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So uh, the state of Israel um, has lashed out um, at Gigi Hadid, at Gigi Hadid for comments she made about the war, about the conflict between Israel and Palestine, and how that aligns or doesn't align with the Hamas terrorist attack a week ago Saturday. And this is uh, something new. This is They're not reacting to what we told you last week Gigi had had finally posted right. about the Hamas attack, um, but it's something new that she reposted this weekend. There was a meme that she clearly saw, decided she would repost on her Instagram story. It says, there is nothing Jewish about the Israeli government's treatment of Palestinians. Condemning the Israeli government is not anti-Semitic, and supporting Palestinians is not supporting Hamas. So the State of Israel, their social media team, then reacted to that and said, Gigi, have you been sleeping the past week, or are you just fine turning a blind eye to Jewish babies being butchered in their homes? Your silence has been very clear about where you stand. We see you. And then they also posted a photo from you know, a horrific scene, said if you don't condemn this, your words mean nothing. And, it, and, and look, Gigi Hadid, you, you could make an argument that she's saying we're talking not about the terrorist attack, but we're talking about a long-standing dispute. Long right. But the fact is, the the two align and the idea of at this moment because look what's really happening right now is Israel is now getting predictably attacked for going into Gaza, Gaza and, and bombing because they're looking for to destroy Hamas and people are saying now look Israel is the aggressor no and that's and that and I, I'm just going to give my opinion about this why I so disagree with Gigi Hadid because look you can have that view, but to talk about it now in this context, when Israel is reacting the way the United States reacted when Pearl Harbor was bombed, you don't have an option when stuff like that happens. You need to go to war because they are going to destroy you if you don't do something, and that's exactly what Israel is doing. That's exactly what the United States I, did. I, I feel like this is unfair to Gigi. only reason I feel it's unfair to Gigi Hadid is if this were the first thing that she was posting or commenting about the war, then I would, I, I definitely would see that point. But she wrote a very eloquent comment, not and not something she reposted. That's not something she wrote. I understand. Something she wrote. She embraced it last she embraced. week. And embraced. She embraced the the new thing. No, I know. But hold on. But what I'm saying, no, she didn't like it. I, I hear what you're saying. It is she is co-signing on that because she reposted someone else's meme. But last week. We sat here and we commended her right. for what she said. She did address the attack. She did address the terrorism, and she did condemn it. So how do you she how, absolutely so, so, did? So how do you reconcile because the two she things? She did talk about that. You're right. Now that what she posted this weekend is talking about the land but, dispute. And, 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 and but can I it tell is. you? But can I tell you why? And if I that think was the only thing she had said, then I get it. But it's not. She has 
right has squarely condemned the terrorist attack and said it was wrong and it does not align with the Free Palestine but movement. But you can't look at two things that are days apart and say, well, she said this, this five days ago, so now she's saying this. So she doesn't, hold on, so she doesn't get credit for condemning the credit. terrorism? I, by the way, because I, she's, just I because she I, said, I, 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 am, I thought that was great what she did. And even what she reposted yeah. is not, even what she reposted. Charles, I, I, I disagree completely. I agree with Harvey. What she's doing now after that first sentiment, which was very somewhat balanced and focusing on, on Hamas as, as terrorists. And I like you say somewhat it, what, balanced because you don't want to give her the credit. What do you mean somewhat balanced? It was balanced. It was squarely balanced, and we said so. I yeah, think it well, was exactly, not changed, but right now, let's Charles, not change our minds now. But Derek, well, Derek, I, Derek, I'm, not, Derek. I'm not changing my mind. She has shifted attention to the aggressions yeah. of Israel storming into Gaza. She has done that, and she has co-signed on that message. And the state of Israel, all they're saying is that the focus should still remain on the children who were beheaded in this absolute tragedy. Well, it's not and just, she said, and, and Derek, that is what they're saying. Derek, and and, it's and not any just equivocating on that is, is a disservice to that mission. And it's not just the focus. It is the necessary reaction to what Hamas did. And I gave her credit uh, five days ago. I said that was commendable. And I still so believe that. So at that point, she, so she should I just shut believe, up after that no, and not, say nothing not more shut up. about anything she sees. But the, listen, the reason Guys. I think this was said is because she now has permission to go as far as she went with that, uh, with that meme because you look at the, what, what has gone on in the United States and around the world against Israel over the last five days, and suddenly it's Israel's the aggressor. Israel is killing people in, in, in Gaza. Israel is killing babies. And it's Israel needs to stop. And it's like, you've got to acknowledge what caused this and what their purpose is. Israel is not trying to take over Gaza. They have made that clear. Israel is trying to eliminate Hamas, which wants to destroyed the which basically wants to exterminate Jews. I mean, I I I am going to triple down on that. Hamas wants to wants to do to Jews what what happened with Japan and Pearl Harbor. And it's the same thing except in a way it's much more concentrated and worse. I don't, why, so why yeah. do you have to go to Pearl Harbor? Because Pearl Harbor is the why equivalent. Go, why don't you go to 9/11? Because 9/11 Because after 9/11 we attacked two different countries and, and rightfully so, trying to get the people who had attacked us, Well, right? we did, we, did okay. we, we made some mistakes on that. We made some mistakes on that. That's one of the sure. reasons I'm not, I'm not using 9-11. But I, I'm using, I, I'm not gonna, wait, I'm not gonna, wait, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to shout, you shout over both of you, and I'm not at all. I'm just saying it is ridiculous to me to just completely ignore the things that Gigi Hadid very clearly espoused in that statement, and the things that she denounced in that statement. And now suddenly, She's public enemy number one. I, I, okay. I, think she, I think she used that statement to give herself a moral license to reframe the issue. I also don't know that that meme that she posted, reposted this weekend is necessarily speaking about what Israel has done in the last week to defend itself after the terrorist attack. I think it is speaking to the larger issue that has been going on for centuries I, about I, the land dispute. And, and I would buy what you're saying, Charles, as a historical argument that she's making, except it's coming on the heels of the terrorist attack. And that's the problem. Were the first things that she said on the heels of the terrorist I attack, get it. and I would get it. Uh, but but the first oh, thing she we're said, just, we're not no, no, no. The first thing no, she said, no, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. We're not gonna agree, and that's it. Well, that's not You don't it. get to just say, no, 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 and then you make your final point, and then you get it. Right, no, but, but that's you, not it. But you can't we disagree, I got it, but you, and then we're gonna move on. But we're not gonna move on because it's two people here and I'm not done.
So if you want to go on, that's fine. But I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be stopped. You mean the way that you have spoken over me repeatedly no, I'm for the li- last week? I'm listening to you. You spoke over me, Charles. Come on. I did not. Well, you, you go listen today, to last week. I spoke week. over you. No, but last week you listened to that and you spoke over me a lot. And I'm not against that because it's emotional. I am not against that because this is emotional. And, that's, and I'm agreeing with you that it is emotional and we're not going to resolve this. And that's why I'm saying. I want to make one other point. It's a survival issue. This is a survival issue. And I just think that people need to understand that from at least the Israeli perspective, you can disagree on Gaza and the Palestine issue and everything else, but this has become and a survival issue. I don't disagree issue. with you that it is a survival issue, but everyone wants to survive, right? Right. Okay. And how did it get set in motion okay. is my problem. I am Dr. Rose Schmidt from Texas. I first like to say my heart truly goes out to the people of Israel as well as the people of Palestine. I believe that everyone has the right to have their feelings and comments. Nonetheless, this goes far beyond the history in 1948, um, all the way back to Abraham in the Bible. So there's going to be pain and issues, but the real issue is humanity. Let's care about the children on both ends that are being harmed in all of this and promote peace for both sides. That was nice to see the dog. It kind of softened it a little bit. I'm really serious. It was just nice to see that dog in there. Thank you for that. That was, um, I don't know, needed it. You want to argue about uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Vehemently. Okay, excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I think we can all agree now. Look, everyone has been going on for weeks about this couple and... There's, it's kind of 50-50, I think, about whether or not they're a real couple or was this just PR. I think maybe in their heads they said, this weekend, let's just let it all hang out. Now they, just, they did. Now they just get married. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the question that people are going to ask now after their weekend in New York City. Um, and they were everywhere that you would expect to be seen if you're a celebrity. I they mean, this was a total trendy love fest for anybody that was doubting this relationship because they have to know that people were thinking it was a, you know, it was a stunt, it was fake, you know, whatever. Now they're holding hands. They went to all these different restaurants, uh, catch steak. They also went to the Waverly Inn. They went to Nobu and everywhere they were, they could not keep their hands off of each other. I mean, yeah, this is, this is moving pretty fast, guys. Pedal on the, it's what is actually, it, foot on the pedal. It's almost like, uh, look, he had a weekend off because he doesn't normally as a, an NFL player, but because they played on Thursday night, had a weekend off and decided he was gonna spend it with his girl. And they, made a surprise appearance, aside from going to all those restaurants where... But before, before we get to the surprise appearance, I just... What? The openly, casually walking, holding hands? It feels more calculated than it did before. <laughs> before, no, before I really believed you it. You liked because, it when they were hiding. Well, kind of, because I really believed it. I mean, the two of them mm-hmm. were together. It was pretty clear they were together. But we at knew some that. point, they have to reach... No, I know, but they're like... When they're walking out holding hands and grabbing each other and kissing each other and everything else, it feels like, let's show them tonight. What I liked is that they just walked calmly. A lot of times yeah. we see celebrities, either they go out separately or they run to the car or anything. They're like, we have nothing to hide. We're just cool. Didn't feel calculated to you? I mean, it doesn't I mean it's mean, fake. It doesn't mean it's fake. No, it doesn't mean it's fake. But yeah, I mean, I think almost everything they do is calculated because 
they have to figure they got to figure out what's the what's the consequence of this what's the headline going to be so yeah i think it's a lot a lot of it's calculated a lot of the times though when we're in a new relationship there's not all this like paparazzi and media surrounding it so it's it's also kind of hard to tell like the little things they do, like, is that for cameras or is it not? Like, for example, Travis Kelsey, when she was getting out of a car, he opened the door for her oh, and just, then he grabbed her hand. I mean, it could be just chivalry or it could be like, oh, I know cameras are watching. I don't want to get torn well, apart. Let's give him watching. credit that he would probably do that if the cameras weren't I there. I think he like, would. I think he would. He, yeah. he courted her after all. I mean, he's where he wants to be. I, I don't get this opening car door things. I'm sorry. I just don't get Oh, it. come on. It's antiquated it's 1950s but it's uh, i think it's uh, still uh, sweet harvey yeah you can't have it both ways i mean <laughs> yes you can no yes, you, you can't can. you, you can't have it's it okay to have it's, it to do a sweet gesture for somebody oh my gosh. anywho they were on saturday night live yeah that was the surprise appearance <laughs> uh boy we were going to find a way to argue about this um they both showed up on saturday night live i think and they were both on for max five seconds, if that. Um, Travis just had like a, a punchline at the end of a skit, and Taylor introduced Ice Spice before her uh, second musical performance. Four words, I think. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ice Spice. Five words. Five words. And then they were, and they were gone. Hi, I'm Deontay from Detroit, and I'm so glad I'm the only person who, I'm not the only person who thinks this relationship is not real. From the beginning, it seemed like a troll job to me. Just something about it just seems like they're doing this for publicity. Taylor Swift also has a track record for making albums after breakups. I mean, who better than a big-time NFL star to do something like that with? Mm. But why Why, why would, would he yeah. want to... Although, look, he has gotten something from this in a tremendous crossover now to not just being a an ath star athlete. Now he's just a star. Why would she need to do that? I mean, there's nobody bigger in the no, world. I agree with you. She it doesn't make sense. She doesn't need to do it. Look, and I don't know what they have to do where people will believe. We it. have recon on this. This is real, and it's been going on for months. It's real. Okay, we're gonna. He says. Uh, we're gonna move on. Yes, to Bill Maher uh, and his attack on social. Actually, it's, I shouldn't say that. it's not Bill's attack on social media, but he did address the Surgeon General basically attacking. Uh, social media and what it is doing to all of us um, and how it is actually really having an impact on our health. There has been a perfect storm of events in recent years that has led the Surgeon General of the United States to issue an advisory that America is suffering from a public health crisis of loneliness, isolation, and lack of connection. Uh, what Matt Gates calls another day at work. <laughs> It should be called anti-social media. And then AI came along and made it even worse. You know, a 19-year-old from Southampton, England, recently breached the walls of Windsor Castle in an attempt to assassinate the queen because his AI chatbot girlfriend told him it would impress her. To quote every mother since the dawn of time, for sake, go play outside. <laughs> so look, I mean, his point yeah, but, I, I mean, there is a point there. And a very a, good point. We actually had a big argument about this in the newsroom this morning. It was actually a good argument. Um, when I was a kid, when they did really say, go play outside, mm -hmm. we interacted with people. Right. Right now, you basically interact by texting, by looking at Instagram, and communication and connection 
has kind of gone by the wayside. And that, that's what I would also general. say that that was happening before social media, just from from video games. Like, I mean, well, for, I, I know absolutely. that young people that that I, whenever I'm around young people, they're always playing some yep. game. Yep. They're not. It's the older people who are actually on social yeah, media. Yeah, I remember but. as a kid, I, I would every single day go over, ring my friend's doorbell, and and see if they wanted to play baseball or football or, or do something. And it's. It's it's not like that anymore. I think now Jimmy doesn't come out to play. No, you now. sit right. You sit with your headset on in your in your room, Charles, and you like play Call of Duty or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just think there and there's no more sense of community anymore either in, in my mind. It used to be even if you didn't see eye to eye politically or whatever else the disagreements may be, you you knew the people and you 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 talked. These were your neighbors, your friends. But now everyone just wants to torch everybody. Everything is is just trying to destroy other people on, on social media when you are talking to other people. And it's just, it's only going to get worse too. And that's scary. He mentioned this thing um, and I forgot the name of it, but it's it's an AI. It's like her, the movie Her. Yeah, the and, and, and she has... Two million followers, so she has two million boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying is essentially that, without using the prop he used, which we can't talk about here, um, he said basically people are going to have relationships with AI and not human beings at a point because the AI will understand and agree with them more than a human being. I mean, it's really hope it doesn't get to brave new world. Hey guys, JT calling from New York. Look, um, I think with all the good with social media, there also comes a lot of bad, like the cyber bullying, for example, literally makes kids just want to shell up and not go on social media. Or if they're about to post, they have so many thoughts racing through their head. Like what are people going to think? So you're talking about AI. I think the next time I go on social media, I want like an AI bot to protect me if uh if someone doesn't agree with me my ai bot comes in and just shreds them oh, you know that's no actually, that's not a not a bad use not, of ai that's not a terrible idea <laughs> oh my god i think perhaps the most interesting one of the most interesting perspectives that uh we have seen on what's happening in israel uh comes from holocaust survivors and for obvious reasons, there aren't that many of them left, but some of them are seeing things that certainly remind them of the horrors that they went through back in the late 1930s. And this is just so interesting. The woman we're about to bring on, Lucy Lipner and her daughter, Rena, are about to join us. Lucy is a Holocaust survivor who just a month ago decided to move back to Israel. Her daughter, Rena, lived there already for 10 years. Um, and Lucy went to join her, and then the horrors of what happened when Hamas attacked. Um, and so it is really interesting, I think, to hear her perspective on what is happening there in Israel right now. So they are joining us. Uh, Lucy and Rena, thank you so much for being here on Team Z Live. Thank you thank for you. having us. Lucy, uh, particularly with your experiences, when you saw what happened a week ago Saturday, um, that must have brought back some terrible, terrible memories. It had, yes. Something that I had never expected that it would happen in this time and age. And, uh, oh my God, these people are inhuman and they committed crimes very much 
like the perpetrators of the Holocaust. As horrific as this is, and I, 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 you know, look, I was not a Holocaust survivor, so I can't in any way put myself in your shoes, but it never even crossed my mind that that time could be repeated. Um, and yet, I, one of the things that was so unbelievable was the Australian protest where they were chanting, gas the Jews, out loud. I'm wondering how you took that in when you heard things like that. It's very difficult to imagine it. It's very difficult to perceive it. Uh, I often think to myself that on this planet of 7 billion people, there is no more than 15 million Jewish persons. And why have we been so persecuted over centuries and millennia? And, and these are the things that I try to understand that I question, and uh, I don't think I'll ever uh, get an answer or a better understanding. Rena, for you, I know you've, you've been there in Israel for 10 years. Uh, the timing of your mother arriving there and then having to endure this, I know that uh, there are people here in the United States where you've lived, Lucy, that want you to come back. I'm just wondering, Rena, if, if you have you and your mother have thought about possibly coming back to the United States. How can I say this? Um, the thought kind of goes in and out very quickly because of course we, we both have friends who love us, who we love, who just want us all to be safe. Just, just come back and you'll go back afterwards. But for us, there was never a question. There was never a question. This, this is our home. Um, I grew up knowing that I was different because my I shouldn't have been born, but I was, and it was a miracle, and it shouldn't have happened. And this is a repeat. This was nothing less than a repeat, a hatred of what they did to the children, what they did to families. It will change us forever. It's, but to answer your question, this is where we have to be. And I, I asked my mother and I asked my son, who's living here, do you want to go back? And, and there was very little reaction time. I was like, no, of course not. It is a, an incredibly scary time over there. I'm wondering how both of you, when you watch the news and you see children in Gaza, these innocent children there as well who are dying and <laughs> injured. You see them in hospitals. How you take that in? I take that, my heart breaks, but we have to remember Hamas is embedded itself in the mosques, in the hospitals, in the schools. The opening to their tunnels are in people's homes. The rocket launchers are in people's backyard. They want human shields. The IDF is begging everyone to start going south. There are areas in the south of Gaza where they will not be hurt. And I am convinced that Egypt and Israel and the other countries will get together to provide relief for them, whether it's temporary tent cities, but they need to go south because the co main concentration of Hamas infrastructure is in the north. So when you ask that, Harvey, please, let's remember that it is Hamas Hamas wants human shields. 
we don't. We don't want civilians hurt. Yeah, absolutely. We feel for you guys. Wow. We it's, really feel um, for you guys. It is. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And especially Lucy. And especially Lucy, just the idea that it must not have occurred to you in your wildest dreams that we would possibly have a repeat of what happened in the 30s and 40s. After the Holocaust, when we, my family and I arrived in the United States, we started having a normal life after 10 years of displacement and homelessness. And uh, we worked very hard. Uh, United States had made things possible for us to get a good education, to, uh, to have a little bit higher standard of living. And who would have thought that anything like the Holocaust could happen now in the 21st century? We wish uh, you the best. True. Stay absolutely safe, true. please. <laughs> Thank um, you. We, we wish you nothing but safety. Now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, man. I, uh, I can't imagine what goes through like Lucy's head the horrors that she saw as a seven, eight, nine-year-old, and to now at ninety be, it's having to see these things again. It is heartbreaking. Absolutely. Okay, we're gonna take a break. All right. Uh, when we come back, Jada Pinkett Smith still speaking out about her relationship with Will Smith, and after everything we've heard over the last week, she actually says their relationship is stronger than ever. Boy, it's hard to understand what Jada is saying these days, but you will hear when we come back. Welcome back to TMZ Live. The Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith drama just gets more and more curious. It's hard to understand. I mean, honestly, after the last week, it certainly sounded like they're moving toward splitting up, like permanently. They've been split up for seven years. But the latest Jada, interview seems like they're not splitting. Yeah, now it seems like they're better than ever. And I, I'm not sure how that would be because a lot of people have been saying that how does Will Smith come back from this. They feel like everything that Jada has said has been embarrassing to him, emasculating to him. And a sham. Yeah, and that they're both being called out for sort of putting on this, not sort of, for putting on a, a show for the last seven years for all of us, making it seem like even when things were bad in the middle of the entanglement, that they were still together, and now we know they weren't. So here's what Jada is saying about the current state of their relationship, and it's a lot more hearts and flowers than I would expect. This whole journey, as difficult as it's been, has just brought Will and I closer in such an authentic oh, way. You know, instead of trying to be a thing, it's like just tearing all that down and finding what's true between us. Wow. And it's been beautiful. It's been difficult. It's been difficult, but, but beautiful. If you find another great love, or if Will finds <clears throat> another great love. There's no finding another great love, and I think that's the point. It's like, we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space. And we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. There might not be a divorce in theory anymore? Yeah, no, we really have been working hard. Huh? Okay, so we went right up to the wall and now we're back. Huh? Like, everything's fine. Here's the thing, so if you take what she's saying at face value and if you take her word for it, um, what she's basically saying is me putting out this memoir and revealing all these quote unquote truths 
has actually brought me and Will closer together. And, and what it also sounds like she's saying is that we might actually be reconciled and get back together. That's kind of what I'm gleaning from what she's saying. Again, she speaks so cryptically, who actually knows what she's really saying? But Will Smith's own words kind of reflect what she's kind of saying here. Over the weekend, he was quoted from by the New York Times as saying, wow, like I, this is an eye-opener for me, all these things that Jada said. And he, he was very supportive of her, which kind of flies in the face of what everybody else publicly has been kind of feeling on behalf of Will Smith, which is, wow, she's embarrassing him, she's emasculating him even further than what she already did, et cetera, et cetera. And yet here's Jada saying, we're actually getting closer because of this, I might move it back in with him because of this, which to me says their relationship truly was in fact fractured, like way beyond we, what we could even imagine. We've given Jada, I think rightfully so, a lot of crap for speaking in, in cryptic form. Well, Will did but it I too. Wanna go, exactly, <laughs> I wanna, that's why I wanna go back to exactly what Will said. When you've been with someone for more than half of your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and subtle beauties. Oh, I was with him on the first half of it, and then he lost me in the so second So again, half. I mean, like, look, it's to me, this entire relationship and dynamic is strange, and I think most people would agree, but I'll, I'm going to change my tune a little bit and not be as harsh and say, it's their relationship, it's their life, you know what I mean? Like, it might be strange to me, but if it works for them, be happy yeah, and have except, at it, I except, guess, you know? Except one thing, except one thing. I mean... He went on, you know, red table talk, and he was sobbing. And, and you know, people keep fight my, badly for him. Yeah, and keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And that night, and that wasn't true. And you know, and all of these things were not done privately; they were done very publicly. Right. And I, a lot of people just feel played. A lot of people just feel played. So now that they're talking about a new chapter, what do you believe? I mean, what, 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 I, what, what I hope to is, believe? what I really hope is. They do work it out, yeah. and then they never, ever, ever speak to us again about their relationship. Talk to us about your projects, what you're doing at school, or just keep it all in. Or, or she's gonna do another book <laughs> decoding this. <laughs> from Washington, D.C., and I wanna first say, I do love Jada and I do love Will, but just like Harvey said, huh? We're, I feel like we're in a constant group chat that we cannot get out of, and they just <laughs> keep telling us information that we do not want. I miss the good old days where the Smith were just so mysterious and just the illustrious black love. Now it's just a confusing story with so many cryptic riddles that we have to guess what's happening in their life. And we're just done. Just please just leave us out of it. <laughs> God. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Pete Davidson and his night hosting SNL, his return to the show that put him on the map. And he had a difficult task because when SNL has come back uh, after international or national tragedies. 9-11. Um, there's always this thing where people go like, how are you gonna make jokes when we're all thinking about this? Um, and Pete addressed it right off the bat with a cold open that I think was really poignant and I think brought the point home because it is something that he feels very personal. This week we saw the horrible images and stories from Israel and Gaza. And I know what you're thinking, who better to comment on it than Pete Davidson? <laughs> well, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I am a good person to talk about it because when I was seven years old, uh, my dad was killed in a terrorist attack. So I know something about what that's like. Um, I saw so many terrible pictures this week of children suffering, uh, Israeli children and Palestinian children. And uh, it took me back to a really horrible, horrible place. And, um, you know, no one in this world 
deserves to suffer like that, you know, especially not kids. You know, my heart is with everyone whose lives have been destroyed uh, this week. Um, but tonight, I'm going to do what I've always done in the face of tragedy, and that's try to be funny. Um, remember, I said try. <laughs> I think that was brilliant. It was, uh, like, it, it was, it brilliant. was buttoned perfectly. It, and, and yeah. you know, the other thing is, this is the, I've watched this like four or five times. His delivery was amazing because it really felt like he and, was just talking to you. It wasn't, right. didn't feel scripted. And, and when the emotion was there, it felt real and not like something he was acting. It, it, it was so impactful. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, when, when you first hear that he's going to do it, you think, where is this going to go? And it was, I, I thought it was brilliant. Hi, my name is Kaylee Williams. I'm from Decatur, Georgia, and I'm going to be commenting on Pete Davidson. I feel like his speech was very heartfelt and kind of hard for him to get through, knowing his situation with his father and all. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and I think that's why it was so effective. He brought it down to the, the real base of what everyone's feeling here. Why he so experienced it. Yeah. He felt it. Let the celebration begin, is what Madonna was probably thinking when she started her celebration tour in London. Uh, remember, the tour was supposed to start here in the U.S., but then when she um, fell ill, they had to push that back, and so now she's doing the international part first. So it was highly anticipated. She's in London for the at the O2 Arena with mm -hmm. 20,000 people, and it's all organized, ready to go. What and could go wrong? Four songs in, something did. That's wasn't planned. There's a guy named Kevin who is pumping gas somewhere in England right now because she calls him out by name. Get this audio working. Eventually the crowd, you know, what, the concert was carried on with no issues. And also it's interesting because she's taking a page out of Beyonce's book. She had her daughters, Lourdes and Mercy, up on stage during the Vogue song and they were killing it. I know Mercy did the little Vogue uh, sachet dance, so she was awesome. So if you're Madonna's kids, you have to learn how to Vogue, right? Like regardless of whether or not you go on stage. I think at this point, any singer who has kids, those kids have to go up on stage now because that's what happens that's with every singer <laughs> these days. Well, yeah, exactly, because every other singer goes, well, mom, so-and-so and so-and-so right. did it. How come Northwest I Northwest did it. Right. Blue Ivy did it. <laughs> Lourdes did it. Adam, Treasure from London. Basically, I think um, she's done a great job, to be honest. Obviously, like on stage, she basically incorporated her music into her um into the audience and obviously she stopped for a little while but then she thought about it and she's still engaged with the audience which is an awesome thing as an artist things like this are always going to happen it's an industry where things like this are unpredictable but she took it out and made it something into something genius to be honest yeah, yeah. Uh, she she did all that as smoke came out of her ears <laughs> 
Suzanne Summers uh, courageously battled cancer for decades, uh, really, different forms of cancer. Uh, but this weekend, um, she lost that battle, and uh, she passed away on Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, but uh, actually in her sleep peacefully. But something really interesting happened right before she went to sleep that night. Um, her husband, Alan, who they have been together, I think they've been together 55 years, married 46, I believe. Right. Um, he wrote a, a poem to her, um, a letter that just expressing his love for her and how immeasurable his love is for her. And it was intended to be a birthday gift for her. Today would have been Suzanne's 77th birthday. Right, right. Um, but he gave it to her a day early. Obviously, it was probably going to be a, a you know a birthday gift, but it obviously uh, didn't turn out to be that. It's super unfortunate. Obviously, um, we learned that she uh, actually went somewhere in the Midwest to seek treatment, and it unfortunately was unsuccessful. So they brought her back uh, to be comfortable in her home, and you know her family was all actually at the home to celebrate her birthday. Yeah, they they were so in love. I mean, I interacted with them just from time to time. And, you know, off camera, when you were just talking to them, when you were getting ready, it was palpable. And they were, they just were so in love. And she was and great. That's what th this letter that he wrote was really about the word love and how people use it. And he said, even I use it to describe lots of things and to describe lots of people. It's not a big enough word for what I feel for Suzanne is, was the... And you felt it. And you yeah. really felt it when you were talking to them. We had her on um, when we did the Richard Simmons yeah. uh, documentary, and she was just great. And and when we were getting ready, I mean, the two of them were just, I mean, they were just <laughs> like this. I mean, it's, she was great. Hey guys, uh, Stephen Daniels, Kokomo, Indiana. Man, this is really messed up. Um, I met her over 30 years ago, and she just had such great energy. She was just such a real person. And I'm just sending prayers out to her and her family, and may God keep his arm wrapped around them during this really just tragic time. I gotta yeah. say one other thing about her. She was wise. That when you talk to her about anything, she could look at it in a broader context, mm -hmm. which a lot of people can't do. And I was always struck by that. She was a very wise person. Uh, what else do you guys wanna talk about? Erin Robbins, New York, New York, Gigi Hadid. I mean, they're giving her a lot of crap, but it's still a free country. She's still entitled to her own opinion, even if it's different from everybody else's. And because of cancel culture, everybody thinks they can shame everybody. There were people dying on both sides. She's allowed to be upset about yeah. it. One Absolute thing. right to say whatever she wants, and that yeah. should be the case in America. Uh, one more. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris here down in Orlando. Um, yeah, I totally agree with uh, Bill Maher as far as social media. I'm old school, man. I like to go out, meet people, say what's up. Now everybody's wanting to, you know, get on there and play online games and use these fake avatars. I don't even know half the people I'm talking to anymore, man. It's ridiculous. Good on you. So Haley Bieber writes a very sweet text to her husband, Justin, describing how much she misses him. I'm not sure exactly when she sent this, but it obviously really made an impression on Justin because... He just decided to turn it into art. He went to the Fox at Idiot Box Art, dropped about $5,000 and had what? it- What? And had it turned into what you are seeing here. This was a text that she sent to him. And now they can- dollars Now they can put it up on the wall. It's, it's like beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a- It's like $5,000. It's a text 
But, but, but it's obviously for them, there's context in when she sent it, why she sent it. I mean, we just see the words and it's sweet. Cool. <laughs> don't act like you don't spend way more on art than. No, no, no. I just. Art is always subjective. Art is subjective. Right. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>